To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Financially Fit. We appreciate you tuning into the podcast with Kyle and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. Kyle, my friend, what's going on? How you doing? Pretty good. Just in the process of, you know, making the shift here. I do a lot of educational events, so I'm trying to get, I'm still trying to get this information because it's very important, but I'm trying to, you know, get it to the people here live on an online class. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm in the process of kind of building all that out to to make sure people can still go through that. Yeah. The way, the new ways of business uh, certainly are interesting and we'll see which ones stick, you know, as we uh, continue to climb out of this and we'll see which ones fades away. But it's definitely interesting. Everybody's trying to find out what works and what doesn't work, right? I know it's it's kind of challenging because when I'm doing a live event, I got two to three hours of people's attention. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure. When I'm doing this, I have twenty to thirty minutes, and it's really hard to you know to get everything that you would want to give to somebody. Right. You know? Right. So that's that's really the issue. But anyways, I, I look forward to you know going through today's topics. So yeah, no, definitely. Well, the good thing about the podcast is you know, by folks subscribing to it, they can listen to past episodes and future episodes when they come out. And so hopefully we're just trying to do, uh, you know, some bite-sized nuggets of things for them to think about and maybe something that kind of piques their interest or something they didn't know that they can then either take the class or uh, reach out to you and follow up on some more details, that kind of thing. So hopefully that is the, uh, that's the idea anyway for the podcast. You know, when I said, you know, it's tough to figure out where, you know, as businesses in general and, and folks, we're trying to figure out what's going to work moving forward, what isn't going to work. And so that's going to be on our topic today. We're going to talk financial strategies that just don't work. You know, there's these kind of, I don't want to say tried and true, but there's because they're not true, but there's these things out there that we seem to always gravitate back to, even though we know that they don't work, like timing the market. That's the first one on my list. You know, it's it's been around forever. This concept, people say, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in, you know, or I'm going to jump out, you know, whatever the case is, and I'm going to, you know, do it just right and so on and so forth. And it seems like it never goes away. It's there generationally, but it's not a good method and it does rarely, rarely, rarely works. Yep. I've seen People do a lot of things right, and I've seen people do a lot of things wrong. And typically, people are going about this the investing. I always call it the hard way. You know, hey, I'm going to watch hours of financial programs and read every website and article. You know, all these financial experts out there. I'm going to make constant changes to my portfolio in hopes of getting the jump before everyone else does. And then, really, what happens is they close their eyes and they hope they do it right. And you know, we just want to make sure we're we're not doing it what's called the hard way. There's basically three secrets I always tell everyone. Here's my three secrets. Stocks cannot be skillfully picked. You know, no one knows what the markets will do before they actually do it. And we're probably our own worst enemy. Yeah, that's for sure. It's the age old thing of, and you know, getting in, getting out, making sure you're right twice, which is super hard to do. And as always, even with, even with something like this, with the COVID thing where we you know took the initial beating you know, you think, okay, there's some sectors out there. There's some things, oh, I think these are going to come roaring back. And then you start switching from timing the market to trying to pick the right stocks and you start getting into stock picking. And to me, that's all speculative because how do you know if, you know, the cruise lines, for example, are going to come back or, or whatever the case might be, right? Bitcoin, you know, go a couple of years ago, whatever. You're still speculating. Correct. You know, again, stocks cannot be skillfully picked. I have no issues with, you know, someone doing the day trading, but, you know, again, we have to figure out where we're at in our timeline of retirement. You know, 
accumulation, the preservation, the distribution, there's always different timelines. That's why we, I personally believe using buckets because they have rules. But the ugly truth is, you know, during the last 15 years or so, only about 15% of all professional mutual fund money managers were able to beat the market. So it's kind of just telling us here that, you know, we can't skillfully pick everything's always, you know, what was the best last year could be the worst, you know, asset class to be in the following year. And that's right. always constantly changing. So if we're going to try to time it, it's, it's, it's just like the news. It's, it's unpredictable. Well, and usually when it comes to picking some hot item, it's by the time it gets to the, to the regular average folk, it's no longer a hot item, right? It's lukewarm. Yeah, it's no lukewarm. one knows what the market will do before it actually does it. Yeah, yeah. It's lukewarm at best. Okay, so you know, these are some strategies that have just been around forever that just don't work. So you know, be very, really careful of that. And again, a lot of times if it's something you just really want to do for fun and you're getting close to retirement, maybe it's a situation where you're working with your advisor and saying, hey, I just want to have a little money over here for, for speculation. Uh, that's one thing, but you certainly don't want to put your actual nest egg at risk. All right. So a couple other ones here on our topic today, Kyle. And my wife and I, we actually had this conversation just a couple of weeks ago because I've had back surgery. I'm 49 and I've had back surgery already. And, you know, it starts to, I'll have trouble getting up or whatever the case is some days. And she's like, look, you know, what are we going to, what's our plan whenever we're older? She's like, because I can't get you off the floor now, you know, when I'm in, she's in her forties, what's going to happen when we're in our seventies. And so there's that kind of, I don't know, that that piece where couples think, well, we'll just take care of each other versus long-term care insurance or the idea of having to go to a nursing home or a nurse coming into their home or the kids will pick up the slack or something along those lines. Wow. Well, here's the big question. Are you going to need skilled care or are you not? You know, studies are showing that the majority of, you know, pre-retirees and retirees or baby boomers, whatever you want to call them, are going to need that type of care. Now, might not mean you going into the nursing home. Like that's typically like the last step of the process. But again, if you are the person that this happens to, like, how are you going to pay for it? You know, is your spouse or your kids, are someone going to be taking care of you? Or is that something you want to put them through? Or are you right. going to be using your nest egg to pay for it? Um, you know, if you, if you go that route, you could do everything right your whole life, right? Financial plans, everything's in place. You did everything right in the markets. But it could be that one instance there that could easily put you on your knees. And now you're going to leave that surviving spouse, you know, maybe with less assets than what you thought. Now yeah. they're going to be filing as a single, right? Not a, not a joint. And now they're going to be having half the standard deduction. So typically what happens is you got the same amount of expenses you need, but now there's just less income. And there's always guaranteed that one check's going to go away, which is one of the social security checks. Right. So properly planning this out. And luckily we live in 2020 now where there's a lot of different avenues you can go to help pay for this. Again, the other option is, you know, you do the, the self-pay, which you're going to use your own assets, but you just want to make sure that you have that discussion if you're, you know, with your spouse or with your kids or with your family to figure out if this were to happen, how, how are we going to take care of each other? Yeah. Who's going to pay for it? Yeah. And that's, and that was my point. And that's a couple of great notes that you had in there. You know, first you got to have the discussions. It's not fun, but you need to have those conversations with one another. And if you're trying to leave that on your kids, that's a heck of a burden to do to them. And the other point that really stuck out to me too was the skilled conversation. Because even if you guys, you know, even if you sit around and you say, you know, we're taking care of each other and our daughter or son's going to stop by every other day to help with this, that, or the other, at some point, you know, they're not, unless they're a nurse or a doctor, at some point, 
it could turn into a skilled thing where you need specialized, a specialized person. Again, like you said, not a nursing home, but somebody who comes by every so often that has you know that skill set to take care of you. Uh, so just yeah, have the conversations. Start thinking about how you're going to do it. Because again, the ostrich kind of bit, as that's a strategy doesn't work. Just sticking your head in the sand and avoiding it does not work. And it's right in line with our last one too as well. And that is the whole longevity issue. And I'll, I'll use myself again on this, Kyle. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 49. I've already had a quadruple bypass. You know, I, most of the men in my family die early. Uh, I fully expect to as well. But the difference is I'm not planning on it financially. I'm planning uh, to live to, you know, 100, you know, from a financial standpoint. So that if I'm wrong, I'm good to go. If I plan to, you know, kick off at 70 and I let my money run out at 70 and now I'm turning 72, I've got problems. Yeah. I mean, it's the, even like, Hey, we talked about social security. I'm going to take it at 62 because I, I'm my male side only says I'm going to live to 73. So I have to take it at 62. Right. You know, these types of decisions is you get, you almost have to eliminate the unknown and the variables. You you don't know what the markets are going to do. <laughs> nope. We talked about that. You don't know how long you're going to live and you can make all these assumptions and, you know, look at, you know, your lifespans of your parents and grandparents. But at the end of the day, you have to customize it to you and make multiple different strategies and outcomes. But I always lean towards, hey, let's plan on you living a, a long time. You're going to retire at 66. Let's plan on you living at least three decades and plan on like that. And we can you know, adjust accordingly as we go. But that's the approach that I would take instead of assuming, hey, I'm, I, I'm only going to live till about 80 and here's what I'm going to do. Because when you're 80 and you're still alive, you know, <laughs> you're going to regret those decisions early because that's when they catch up to you. Yeah. You know, and it's, I guess they're indicators, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, my heredity, you know, the, the genes and all that kind of stuff uh, can play a part, but it's just a part, you know, medical technology and all that kind of stuff. You got to factor all that in there. So again, even if you're like me and you kind of have that, you know, pessimistic view of it, uh, that I do still have the optimistic view and say, well, I'm going to plan <laughs> to have money in the event that I'm wrong. Uh, cause I certainly don't want to be 80 and, and dead broke. So, you know, make sure you're taking the right steps. So these are some, uh, some places, some strategies, if you will, that just don't work. And if you, and if you need to get a strategy in place that does work, reach out to Kyle, have a conversation with him, go to the website and pick up the retirement rescue toolkit. It's a great way to get started. It's got a couple of books in there. Uh, one's about the tax time bomb, which that's certainly something we're going to have to talk about here coming up on another podcast soon. Uh, because with all the stimulus and things going on, you know, we were already probably looking at the taxes going up at some point. Uh, that's going to continue to come down the pike. So go out, check out the uh, the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. It's complimentary. Go to the website, mocanfinancial.com. That's M-O-K-A-N financial.com. Uh, you can click on that and you can uh, fill out the information, have one sent to you complimentary. You can also click on the podcast page and on the right-hand side gives you options to subscribe to whatever platform you like to use, whether it's Apple or Google or Spotify. So give us a subscribe. We'd certainly appreciate it. And I think we'll squeeze in one quick email and then we'll get up out of here this week. You can also submit one at the website as well to the show if you'd like to have it uh, posted on here. And it is from Christina. And she says, Kyle, I have almost 150000 sitting in my savings account and I'm tired of getting virtually zip on it uh, from the interest side, but I'm also too scared to invest it right now. I guess that just leaves the bank as the only option. Thoughts? I mean, really, it comes down to like, what's the purpose of your 
of this money here. Okay. You know, is it some that's why again we go back to the bucket strategy and really putting a time frame on the money and when you need to access it. You know, if this is something you're gonna need in the next 12 months, keep it where it's at in the bank, right? If this is gonna be something you're gonna need over the next one to ten year period, that money just needs to be invested in appropriately. If this is something more long term, like 10 plus years, yeah, you could take it completely out of the bank and, you know, invest it somehow in the market just because if it's a longer term, you know, time horizon. But Christina, again, it comes back to the time horizon. It might be something, hey, slowly you get into the market, you dollar cost average it in or whatever it is. Um, I would highly suggest breaking that money in, up into the, the buckets with the time frame. So, okay. All right, Christina, a couple options there for you. Give Kyle a call, talk to him specifically about your situation, share some more details with him. That'll also help him give you some more guidance. Uh, reach out to him at 913-257-3991. And that's going to do it this week for the podcast. We appreciate your time as always here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. And again, we ask you to go to the website and subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. A lot of good information, a lot of good resources on the website as well at mocanfinancial.com. That's M-O-K-A-N financial.com. Call my friend, have yourself a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. We appreciate you here on Financially Fit, and we'll talk to you next time, folks. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.